Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to Do Go On Presents. Uh, We're all sitting back here. Me, Matt Stewart. Him, Dave Wernicke, <laughs> Wernicke, and her, Jace Parkins. Hello, it's me, Jace. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Wernicke. <laughs> We're all sitting here in a darkened room. It's a little library. Uh, it's an open fireplace. You can't see it. It's just off screen, off camera. But that's the sound of it flickering. Oh, flick, 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 We've got a, a guy playing a stand-up banjo in the corner. <laughs> Steve Martin, I believe his name is. Yeah, and he's... Uh, He's playing some smooth jazz, banjo jazz, <laughs> in the corner. But we're all here just to uh, briefly introduce a whole new show we're doing. It's a spin-off show to Do Go On. We're calling it Do Go On. Ooh, wow. Where do they get their ideas? <laughs> uh, we put it through a few uh, different uh, target groups. What's oh, yeah, that focus thing? groups. Focus, focus groups. groups. I couldn't and they think all of it I wanted to help you <laughs> and I couldn't think of it. They all went, ah, Do Go On, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. How can you improve perfection? They said that was the that was the unanimous feedback, and we thought, my goodness gracious, that is kind. <laughs> so then we tried a different focus group because we thought that first one had obviously been bribed by uh, Matt or Dave or me. Um, and then the second group, same thing. Yeah, mm, I bribed them as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, geez, if if they kept getting bribed and answering the same way, it's got to be right. <laughs> so we've gone with it. But the, what this episode, uh, what this episode is, is of a series that is a collaboration between us and Stupid Old Studios, 
And it's a, it's a web series, basically, but this is uh, it in audio podcast form. But if you want to get the full audio-visual experience, get it all in all three days, audio-visual and in the dick, uh, <laughs> then you can watch it uh, at the link in the show notes. Um, there's a bunch of visual gags, including some animated sections, photos and whatnot. And you get to see us sitting here in our leather-bound chairs. Mm, uh, this week's episode, the first one, Dave tells us the story of the Hollywood sign. And it is even more exciting than it sounds. I <laughs> know. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, but it is actually you know, a pretty surprising story. Or we found anyway. Yeah, I knew absolutely nothing of its origins or history. Or how much Dick Van Dyke was involved. <laughs> so much. We love you, Dick. Thank goodness. We love. He's the fourth D. <laughs> Uh, and the fifth in Dyke. Um, <laughs> so if you want to watch it in all five Ds, uh, click on the link below. But yeah, if you're if you're driving or something, feel free to listen to the audio version. You'll get most of it. But if you want to get those yeah, extra well, four Ds, you want, yeah, I reckon the four D, the full experience on the stupid old channel YouTube page, free to watch. Why not give it a give it a bloody look? Give it a whirl. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel? Because this is the first of nine episodes that are going to be coming out. Uh, over the next couple of months, um, we may—we're not sure if we'll put them, the audio version in the feed, but probably will. And um, yeah, so listen and then watch, and then listen again, and then and watch then, again, and then have a little nap and listen again. Yeah, because it's only like half an hour or so, so yeah. you can definitely do it all in a day, a few <laughs> times with a nap. <laughs> Sit back, uh, grab yourself a cognac, mm-hmm. uh, and take your pants down <laughs> just right. <laughs> And enjoy this episode of Do Go On. It's the most famous sign in the world, but it started life as little more than a giant billboard. Since then, it survived neglect and pranks, witnessed suicide, and was saved from destruction by Alice Cooper and Hugh Hefner. Twice. Today we're talking about the Hollywood sign. Hello and welcome. My name is Dave Warnke and I'm sitting here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. And today we're talking about the Hollywood sign. What? <laughs> no, it's a surprise to all of us. Mostly me. I've never read this before. Okay. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, the first question is, have you ever been to Hollywood and seen the famous sign? Um, yeah, I went uh, when I was eight. but And I'm sure I saw it. I, right, so tick, done. Yeah, done. No need. I don't particularly remember it, but I'm confident... I saw it. All right. Well, spell it then. Okay. All right. From memory, H. Oh. H. Sorry. Sorry. Mispronounced. Mispronounced. Got you on a technicality. All right. Well played. Uh, Well, I was there last month, and uh, here's a photo of me eating an apple pie in front of it. Uh, That's as close as I got. And if the tax office (laughs) is watching, that was the sole reason I went to L.A., was for this report. Right. Perfect. Great. (laughs) Written that off. Okay. Great. Uh, Good. Okay. Wait, where is the Hollywood sign there? Yeah. Is that dot? Uh, if we could just enhance <laughs> oh, and enhance. Okay. And there it is. That's I a assume. big pie. Yeah, the pie was bigger than my face. That's a big pie, yeah. There's actually debate as to how Hollywood, as we know it, got its name. What we do know is that a real estate developer called H.J. Whiteley bought 500 acres of land in the area now known as Hollywood. And later on in 1887, the name Hollywood was recorded on the land's deed. But one story that I like to believe is true. <laughs> goes like this. That's strong. And you'll see this. <laughs> Whitley apparently saw a man carrying wood in a wagon and asked what the man was doing. And he said, 
hauling wood. Uh huh. But because he had a thick accent,、yes. Whitley misheard and thought he said Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, right. I did see- not see where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what a boring story. <laughs> This feels pointless. <laughs> like, Get、uh-huh, to Hollywood.、Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'll strap in for the next few minutes. <laughs> I, I enjoy any any story where. You mishear an accent. <laughs> oh yeah,、uh, it happens so often. So often. But either way, that became the name of the area, which in 1907 became home to a film industry when a small Chicago film company headed west for a film shoot. Ah, from the windy city. Oh, oh Chicago. Chicago. <laughs>、um, by 1912, 15 studios had set up, and the industry boomed.、Huh. Americans went cinema crazy, and Hollywood and the dreams and aspirations of that star-studded lifestyle that we all still want so badly I mean, exploded. <laughs> some of us want, some of us get. Am I right? We are sitting in、uh, our mansion, Hollywood, library. For, for maybe for for context, Hollywood is kind of like the Silicon Valley for film. Now I get it. Yeah. Okay. Thank、yep. you so much.、Thank、I just、you. wanted to put it in a term to nerd like you would understand.、Mm-hmm. Thank you. I hear silicon, and I'm. Into it. <laughs> That's weird.、Uh, so Hollywood exploded. What? <laughs> And、uh, skipped. It. How did you? <laughs> Luckily, they recovered from the explosion. <laughs> no, the I've got here. The local population exploded, and it more than doubled in the 1920s. More than doubled. More than doubled. Wow. Tripled. It didn't quite triple. But it it somewhere between double and triple. We need a word for that.、Yeah. Triple. Double and a half. Yeah, double half. No. It's more than double, double and a half. Let's say double and a half. Stick with more than double. So was it just farmland before this? Yeah, this, pretty open area. So、yeah. Los Angeles didn't exist. I still don't. I haven't got my head around the difference between、yeah. Los Angeles and Hollywood. Well, yeah, there's still people there, but what caused the city to really take off was、the、this、film. industry.、Yeah. Really, Los Angeles is the biggest city in America because of movies. Well, it's not the biggest city in America. <laughs> wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> I believe New York has more people. Whoa! And possibly more soul. Well, what you need to know is a bunch of people moved to Hollywood to start making films, and as is often the way, people saw this and wanted to cash in. Yeah. So a syndicate of investors, led by the publisher of the LA Times, Harry Chandler, decided to launch a real estate venture. Oh, could he be any more real estate <laughs> venturing? <laughs>、uh, it was an upscale development underneath. Where the sign is today, they were basically selling house and land packages, marketed as an escape from the bustling city. Oh, that was how they they were selling Hollywood. That's fun. Well, they, well, this is how they were selling Hollywood. They needed to advertise the development, and early on, it was a bit wordy. They placed an ad, and this is what it read: "See if you would buy from this ad." Okay. Will your family enjoy a delightful home in the clean, pure mountain air of Hollywood Land? Yes. yes. With its wonderful climate,、oh. broad open spaces, and plenty of Elbow room? Yes. Or will you live in a dwelling, in the flat, uninteresting houses in a row sections of the city? Your family's freedom hampered by this maelstrom of human existence. I don't want that. Wow. Hey, do we really need to big ourselves up by pushing down others? <laughs>、yeah. Hollywood? You fucking. Are we swearing on this? <laughs> We are now. <laughs> well, well, so- I was about to say a, the big swear. <laughs> so. Thank you for your restraint. Thank you for thanking me. <laughs> is this like, what this is meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, two hours of us thanking you. 
Thank you and thank you. <laughs> uh, so that was the ad that they placed. Surprisingly, it didn't really capture the public's imagination. Mm. So they decided to think outside the box. It's again debated as to who had this thought, but someone suggested a giant billboard. But not just a billboard, a sign that would put the name of the housing estate on the map. The estate was called Hollywood Land, and in 1923, they built the giant letters that we all know today. So originally it had four more letters and read Hollywood Land. What were the four more letters? Uh, Hull. Mm. So these days it's just Leewood Land, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Hollywood land. So it was literally a billboard for real estate. For real estate. So it may as well be like Taylor's Lakes or something. Yeah. Caroline Springs. That's what Hollywood was. It was just a, it was a Henley Properties (laughs) estate. (laughs) Come have a look. With elbow room. That's wild. I had no idea about that. You could just say display homes here and then an arrow. Yeah. That would have done the job too. So I saw a sign like out about half an hour out of Melbourne for a new, uh, new display village thing and it said do you want to live in the middle of everywhere and i'm like yeah so why are you advertising living in a different place <laughs> it was literally in the middle of nowhere <laughs> they're having brackets don't live here <laughs> they're like no nah, we're gonna put in a bp so got everything you need yeah surely the selling point is do you want to live away from everything yeah yeah kind of maybe a piece and quiet yeah hey do you want a backyard oh my goodness you want a bit of that or do you want to live in the maelstrom of human existence? Oh, my well, that God. Sounds that sounds good, is... too. <laughs> can't, yeah. Poetic words, really. That's bleak. I can't, I'm surprised by this. So it is, LA is an existing place and Hollywood is like an estate on the outskirts. Well, there's an area called Hollywood, but then to capitalise on people wanting to move to Hollywood, they've bought this land and said, let's market it as Hollywood land. Yeah, right. And it's actually a long way away. At the time, it's like, oh, come here for a quiet break from the rest of the city. Yeah. But obviously, over time, it's expanded. Mm. But a road had to be built to get the materials to the sign of the site. But the last bit of the journey was so inaccessible that the materials had to be carried up the mountain by mules. Yeah. That means it's inaccessible. Yeah. <laughs> Only mules will do. <laughs> get, the mule, get them to swallow condoms full of drugs and send them up. <laughs> Uh, these mules had to carry 60 telephone-sized poles. That and if support. they burst in their rectums, that's bad news. <laughs> that is bad that news. That is bad news. But that's on them. They will be disowned by the drug dealer in question. Uh, they had to carry 60 telephone-sized poles that would uh, support the signs letters. Sorry. They are the size of telephone poles or the size of telephones? <laughs> that is a good question. Because I know it was a long time ago. Telephones were a bit bigger. But still, yes, I could so- carry a couple of telephones, I reckon. <laughs> Easy. Uh, like telephone poles. Telephone poles. Big, big time. Great. What, what year is this again? Uh, 1923. Oh, good year. Mm. Very good year. So the letters were 45 feet high and were made up of 1,320 pieces of thin sheet metal. And the media stunt cost a pretty penny. Back then it cost $21,000, which is over a quarter of a million US dollars now. Okay. That feels... I love... That feels like a good investment in yeah. an icon. Well, they didn't know it was going to be an icon. The plan was to put it up for 18 months. Right. Sell off the, sell the properties, tear it down. Kind of like Eiffel Tower was meant to be a temporary thing, but it became so much more. So much more. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, this goes on. <laughs> Big spike in the sky. Yep. Uh, uh, hat, hat stand. Hat stand. Hat stand. Place to meet people. I think someone's married to it. Uh, a groom. Australians get engaged there. 
Australians yeah, do. Only Australians. Mainly Australians. Well, the only ones in my Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> you can put magnets on it. You can. Is that true? I assume. Could you put a magnet of the Eiffel Tower on the Eiffel Tower? That's no, meta. That's illegal. That is illegal. Now, something I didn't realise was the, the sun originally was covered with nearly 4,000 lights. And at night, the billboard flashed in four stages. It would say Holly, then Wood, then Land, and then Hollywood Land. Oh, love it. It's like it's regressed as a sign. Yeah. yeah I mean, now, at night, you can't see it at all. It's become it goes away. super analogue when it, it was born in Dolby Digital Surround <laughs> Sound. Yeah, it's pretty boring now. Yawn. <laughs> well, you yawn, but for many, the sign was a symbol of the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. But as for others... It came to represent the tough industry it towered over. Peg Entwistle was an actor that will be forever associated with the sign. Peg oh, Entwistle? Yeah. You know that name we all know. <laughs> Peg Entwistle. Oh, sorry. I'm mispronouncing that. Peggy Entwistle. Peggy, yes. Peggy You know that name? Entwistle. I don't know the name, but I love that it's name. It's a great name. Sadly, that name is associated with the sign for all the wrong reasons. Oh. Oh, no. Also, okay, yep. Go on. <laughs> she was a young actor in the 1930s. Change your name then. If you're an actor. No, that is a, that's her stage that's name. That's her stage I, that name? That honestly is her stage name. <laughs> I have not written down her Peggy full name. Peggy Entwistle. Her name's like Mary or something and people call it Peg. Yeah, Peg, I can see that. She's punched it up there. Married a Peg. Where did she come from to get to Entwistle? Entwistle. Because I love clunky. it. It's Well, I think I need to make that clear. I love it. <laughs> she was Welsh. Originally uh, born in Wales. So okay. it was probably a lot longer. Is that a Welsh Originally name? born in Wales. Yeah, then she was reborn. But, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're all reborn once you hit Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rebrand, sorry, rebrand. Rebrand, that's what I'm looking yes. For. Uh, young actor in the 1930s, and for a time the future looked bright. She'd had a tough start in life, moving from Wales to America to live with her aunt and uncle after her parents had died. Her aunt and uncle were in the theatre business, and Peg started acting. She picked up their scripts. Bit of jazz hands. Yeah, she had a talent. That's so rare these days. What am I playing the bagpipes? I don't know what I'm doing. There. <laughs> you try to hold a book yeah. and do jazz hands. It's not an easy thing to do. But um, with my training, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon you can, you can right. get me there. It looked like to me that you were trying to get something out of the mule. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> give us a sec. Don't move. Do not move. And I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> uh, so she started performing in plays in New York and then back in LA. Things looked really up when she was offered an acting gig in a movie. Ooh, that's where you want them. And yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so, Not on a street. Well, it was so tempting that she skipped out on two plays that she was booked for Literally. to take the job. She skipped out. That's She's, happy. That's the happiest way to leave a play. That's Skipping the happiest out. way to leave anything, I reckon. That's true. Or if you've got access to a hoverboard, hover the fuck out of there. <laughs> Imagine if you could skip on a hoverboard. Stop hover it. Hover skip. Wow. That's the future. Well, sadly... This would blacklist her from the theatre scene because she bailed on oh. the, the plays that she was... The professional plays. She said she'd be in them, rehearsed and everything, but then got this movie and said, I've got to do the movie. Because at the time, wouldn't have theatre have been the more respectable thing? Well, yeah, and I think it was, it was in the olden of, days. And two right. separate scenes, as, you know, yeah. the theatre scene, the movie scene. But she's transitioning to film, or so she thinks. The movie role turned out to be not the big break that she'd hoped oh. for. Oh, no. She played a woman in a lesbian relationship but due to the motion picture production code at the time, thinking that this was too controversial to show to the American public, the studio was forced to drop that storyline and Peg went from a main role to a small background cameo. She was just a barista <laughs> in, a, in a Starbucks in the background of a scene. 
That was yeah, and that was actually the first time Starbucks existed. Yeah, it she was act- a fictional. Yeah. Baristery. It actually start. Yeah, it actually started as like a. Which is also a, a. That's what they used to call cafes. Baristery. Baristeries. Love that. I love history. Yeah. <laughs> you- I love baristery history. Oh, as I love well. baristery history. I could I could read and write a book on it. And he has. I'd write it, I'd write <laughs> there it first. And I'd, Sitting I'd next to you, I believe you can read a passage for us. That would be uh, sure. most welcome. <laughs> I didn't want to steal your thunder, but Please. okay. Hey, I know Any page ro- in particular? Um, page ten's my favourite. Okay. Yeah, I remember all my favourite pages of books. Yeah, got a photographic memory, I believe, don't you? Yeah. There we go. Turn up the right way for a bit of a challenge. Oh, okay. <laughs> The baristery industry was getting hot. <laughs> Much like the milk that they frothed. People were moving to town. <laughs> Which town? Sorry, but you don't ask questions as someone who's reading a book. <laughs> I'm reading sorry. a book. Reading, sorry. I'm assuming the book yeah. will get to it. Do you want me to get to page 12 and <laughs> answer that question? Uh, choose your own adventurism. <laughs> All the men and women loved living in the foam, which is what they called baristaville. Oh, and no, they really. ate little bickies. <laughs> oh, right. And they couldn't have been happier with their choices because they were living it up and they were r- r- ring, ring and wrong. <laughs> wow, I mean, you could have got an editor, but you didn't. And that's fine. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote a stream of consciousness and I have no regrets. Yeah, wow. Like all the greats, James Joyce, Virginia Woolf, Matt Stewart. They ate little pickies. (laughs) Is that available in audiobook form? It is, yeah. It is. Great. Who reads it? Is it you or Stephen Fry? No, it is me. Couldn't get Stephen Fry? No, could. But I refused him. He begged. He begged to be involved and said, Stephen? Could but wouldn't. This is my book. How dare you try and usurp <laughs> me? Yeah, yeah, good call. You know nothing of the baristery. <laughs> yeah. You haven't done any of the research, Stephen. No. I thought he could just slide in and take the glory. <laughs> Classic well, if fry. I can slide in here to take us away from fun and into tragedy. <laughs> Please. Okay. She tried to return to the theatre. This is Peg and Twistle after being put in the background of the baristery. But... Um, was not looked upon kindly for skipping out on the previous mm. theatre role for cinema and she was blacklisted. Sadly, on Friday the 16th, 1932, at the age of 24, she hiked up to the Hollywood sign and took her own life by jumping off the top of the H. Oh, wow. Oh. That is why she's forever associated with the sign. Right. I wonder if you'd specifically choose a letter or, ju- or you wouldn't think about it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, D, oh, D for Dave. Yeah. Mm. Is what she could have thought. But there's a bit of an, a rounded edge. At least the H, you've got, you've got that middle level yeah. and then you can sort of get up. The yep. D, you've just got a big sort of empty yeah. void in the middle. And then, you know, Are you the Much like Dave, yeah. yeah. An empty void in the middle. Mm. From here to here is empty. Yeah. Mm. So as I said, the, originally the time was only meant to be out for 18 months and they planned to tear it down. But it stayed standing, becoming a bit of a landmark, but no one wanted to pay for the upkeep. Right. In 1933, the owners had stopped their maintenance. They only paid for that first 18 months. The marketing purposes had long gone and were starting to cost money, and over the years, the sign fell into disrepair. For a time, it actually became a bit of an eyesore, visible from all over Los Angeles. In 1936, the second O fell over. (laughs) Fell over. (laughs) Before two more letters joined it on the ground. How did they fall? uh, In the wind. 
get out. It's up on this hill. They did, did nobody bolt it down? Well, they didn't build it properly because they thought, we don't want to spend too much money on yeah, it. Yeah, and we're, it's only going to be up for a short yeah, time. Yeah, it's crappy wood at the time. Yeah. Much like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. It fell over. It fell over. Twice. Crappy yep. wood. Crappy wood. Yeah. That's why the magnets didn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why we thought they would. Because the wood was crappy. <laughs> Not that sweet magnetic wood. Yes. Oh, man. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> and edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download, like PDFs, music, or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, so t- three letters have fallen over and the company that built it gave into public pressure and paid a small fortune to have it repaired. In December 1944, the owners of the sign, sick of having to pay this upkeep, donated it and the 425 acres around it to the city of LA for the token price of a single dollar. The city then added it to Griffith Park. A dollar. That's an absolute bargain. Yeah, they, it's funny when deals like that get done and it's just for, it's just for legalities, right? They have to pay something. Got to pay something. Yeah. yeah. But you think now it was under the control of the city, this is where its icon status really took off. It would surely get the respect it deserves. Yeah. And it's still got land? Still got land. But not long after acquiring it, the H was knocked over in the wind and then lay on the ground for nearly six years. What? <laughs> so for six years it read Hollywood Land. Hollywood Land? <laughs> I like it. All right, Governor. Welcome to Hollywood Land. <laughs> Did you just black out for a bit there? Come back to us. Come back to us, Matt. And you're back in the room. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. In 1947, the city's Recreation and Parks Commission suggested the whole sign be torn down, but residents luckily rallied against this decision. Really? So they... But they liked it even though it had fallen over and it had been... Not saying Hollywood for a long time. For six years it said Hollywood land and people are like, oh, I love Hollywood land. I love it. Wow. That's Dick cool. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> Dick Van Dyke actually played. There was a, a man whose job was to live up next to the sign, and it was his job for many years when it had lights to change the nearly 4,000 lights. And Dick Van Dyke actually played that guy in a film. What? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Wasn't going to include that, but there Here it is. Are. Bit of a bonus. What can't, So what film was that? It was a short film. Okay. Po- possibly, Very short. Possibly educational. So 4,000 globes he's got to change. Mm. And they're not all going out at once. Do you reckon every day at least one of them's out? I reckon. God, that'd be annoying. That's your full-time job. Oh, today I'm going to change one globe. Great. <laughs> I'm Dick Van Dyke. Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. Happy to be Dick. I always say that. Me too. <laughs> uh, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce President John Kingsley entered the argument by offering, on behalf of the Chamber, to finance the resurrection of the H, provided the last four letters, land, were removed so it would represent the whole city. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's smart. So there was years of debate, but this finally happened, and this is when the sign went from Hollywood land to just plain old Hollywood, Hollywood. as we know it today. As, so as when, we know it. When are, what are we up to now year-wise? Well, that was the 1940s, and it went through a couple of small facelifts and minor repair jobs over the next two decades. And despite being recognised as a uh, historical cultural monument by the city of LA in 1973, by 1978 it was obvious that the sign had seen better days. It was never designed to last for this many decades and the wood supporting the letters had rotted away and was further damaged in a storm. So in 1978, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce launched a Save the Sign campaign with the goal of raising $250,000 to replace the old sign with an exact replica built out of stronger materials. Right. Rock and roll legend Alice Cooper pledged $27,700 to repair the third O. 27700 We need a amount of money. Well, I think it's one, it's kind of one ninth. He oh. basically bought one letter. I see. He said, you replaced it. Okay, I still hate it. I love it. It's such a weird number. Like, give 25 grand. And he said. Give 30. 27700 Oh. I'm sorry. He said, just oh. explained it so perfectly and you want to accept that. I said that I, I get it, but I still don't like it. It just doesn't sound like you get it. <laughs> I'm not sure if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to get the calculator out? <laughs> so he said, uh, I want to rebuild the third O in honour of Groucho Marx, the oh. legend who had died the previous year. Yeah, classic third O. He was the third O of the Marx Brothers. We've all said it. Yep. Bruno and Cedric were the other two O's. There. Are they the other Marx Brothers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It. Zippy, Jippy, Cedro and... Guacamole. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Records announced they would also contribute 27700 <sighs> for the replacement of the second O. Playboy magazine founder Hugh Hefner held a fundraising night at the Playboy Mansion to support the sign. At the event, uh, Moon River singer Andy Williams announced that he would pledge to rebuild <clears throat> the letter W. Moon for Williams. Moon River, lobby, doobie-doo. I didn't think he would play it and then bam, second encore. It's a Simpsons reference. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Hefner's uh, event raised over $45,000 and the letter Y was dedicated to him. So now all these letters are dedicated to these celebrities. What's going to be the last letter chosen? The poor little last kid picked for the sports team. People got to step up. I mean, we all have favourite letters, sure, but aren't they all necessary? It's the second L. It's just a stick. Oh. Good point. Good point. They only use sticks. 
Yeah, well, that's part of why they need to rebuild it because they literally just put <laughs> they sticks just up. Uh, other don- donors came forward, including Terence Donnelly, a publisher of the Hollywood Independent newspaper, Italian movie producer Giovanni Mazza, and actor Gene Autry, and eventually the money was raised. Huh. The old sign was ripped down, and for the first time in 55 years, Hollywood had no sign. It took three months for the new sign to fully go up, this time supported by steel girders dropped in by helicopters. That makes Actually, more sense than mules. Was mules on the end of a helicopter. Yeah. Lowered down. But wearing pole. hard hats this time <laughs> yeah. because we've learned. That's right. And our safety is better now. We respect animals. And it being Hollywood, uh, they also had bellies full of coke. <laughs> yeah. Classic mules. This time without content. And they also had big dreams. Yeah. It was Hollywood. Belly That's of, why they were there. Belly full of dreams. Stuffed into condoms, (laughs) swallowed one by one. Uh, It was unveiled in November 1978. 78, cool. Uh, This new sign was built to stand the test of time, and the only real threat to it since has been commercial development around it. In the 2000s, it looked like housing could be built close to the sign, but a fundraiser called Save the Peak was launched to raise the money to buy the land. Hugh Hefner again came to the rescue, and it was his $1 million donation that got the $12 million fundraiser over the line. Hugh Hefner later said... It represents Hollywood dreams. Oh, that's beautiful. Hef. It does seem like it'd be short-sighted to muck with that with housing, right? Just places where people can live, you know? Yeah. This is letters on a hill. (laughs) Guys. Yeah. This is so much more than that. Yeah. He makes such a good point. This is letters on a hill with a small shack nearby where a man used to live that was later played by Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Please, bit of respect. I like to think it was Dick Van Dyke. Who looks after it now? Uh, Dick Van Dyke's son, Barry Van Dyke, who was also his son in Diagnosis Murder. Which is one of the greatest shows of all time, which Jess would be aware of. I'm sure you're aware of that. Of course. The son, Barry Van Dyke, was a cop. Dick was a doctor. Uh Yeah, Dr. Mark Sloan, his son. The two of them solved a crime every week. Yes. Doctor, dad, cop, son, coming together. Beautiful. It's real nice. Beautiful. And makes sense. And then, of course the doctor's solving the crime. Of course. And they also got nearly every other one of Dick Van Dyke's relatives to play characters on the show. I think they're... Cedric Van Dyke, <laughs> Bruno Van Dyke. Guacamole Van Dyke. Um, <laughs> I believe that Barry Van Dyke's son, so Dick's grandson, whose name is Shane Van Dyke, played, I think, eight or nine separate characters on the show throughout the series. Yes. They just kept bringing him back. Dick, Shane and Barry. <sighs> name a more iconic trio. <laughs> Groucho... Guacamole and Zippy. Well, it's close, but I think Dick, Barry and Shane <laughs> yeah. have got the chocolates. <laughs> Dick, Barry and Shane. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so good. That's my favourite fact of all time. The Van Dyke, three generations, mm. Dick, Barry and Shane. Yes. That's sort of like a, an old school <laughs> version of Fuck, Marry, Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Which one were you, you Dick? Dick, Barry <laughs> and Charlie Shane. Well, I'm definitely Shaning Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough. A dick dick. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving Barry for Shane. <laughs> That's the game every time. You've got to dick Barry and Shane, dick Barry and Shane. Ooh. Mm. It's a tough one. The combinations are endless. I'm going to stick with what I said yesterday when we played it last. <laughs> dick and dick. <laughs> Barrying Shane and Shaning Barry. <laughs> so these days... <laughs> So these days it just says Hollywood and it looks like the letters won't be falling down again anytime soon. But if you look up at Mount Lee, the mountain where it is, it doesn't always say Hollywood. Over the years there's been some pranksters afoot. Oh! 
Ooh. they've changed the lettering. Oh, what have they done? What have they done now? In 1976 and 2017, people have pranked it to say Holly Weed. <laughs> 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 Both times to mark uh, looser state marijuana laws being passed in California. It's 420 somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> How do they do it? How do they make O's look like E's? Uh, they hang stuff over, this, over the O's. That makes more sense, yes. Like that. Uh, they I'll, hang stuff. I was just like, but it's an O. How do you put the yeah, thing Yeah, they temporarily knock it down. Yeah, got it. Uh, other times, uh, letters have been hung over the existing characters to change it completely. Other times it said, in 1987, it said Caltech. To represent the California Institute of Technology. Okay. That's less go, funny. Go Caltech. They uh, would have had to hang a lot of things in front to change it. Like yeah. That. yeah. It, it looks completely different. Honestly, that's just a different sign. Yeah. It was changed to Perot Wood when Ross Perot was running for US president in the 90s. Oh. Wow. Yeah, and that, all, that went real well. And we'll always have President <laughs> Perot, the man you just said. We all remember him well. Ross what Perot. A, what a great stint he had there in the old... Oval Office, <laughs> which is the place that they do well, they, they, all they, their business. They hung a sign over it. And it was actually the Square Office when he was. <laughs> That's fun. I love Hollywood pranksters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my personal favourite is when in 1993 it was changed to read Jolly Good. Oh, that's good. Jolly Good. That was when Dick Van Dyke was in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In my head, Dick Van Dyke is permanently his He's up English there. character from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Jolly Good. <laughs> Yeah, that was as good of an English accent as he did in the film. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a little too good. Yeah. That was offensively good. <laughs> so it said Jolly Good in 1993, something that Richard Branson would organise again in the year 2000 when Virgin started flying non-stop from LA to London. Another man with an unconvincing English accent. <laughs> Richard Branson. So it said Jolly Good. Hello, I'm Richard Branson. Yeah. Oh, that's a good Richard Branson. Oh, let's fly on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a madman. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Good on me. He is famously evil. Is he really? And mad. <laughs> That's not true. Don't sue me, Richard. <laughs> um, so, and you know, at first I read that, that it was changed for, uh, for a media stunt to advertise something. And also Pepsi have had, had a, a figurine put up there, a figure put on there. Um, movies have been launched by putting things up there. And at first I was like, well, how, how awful. They've taken an icon and mm. turned it into little more than a bit of marketing. Yeah. And then I remembered that the whole reason it's there was for marketing in the first place. And marketing something pretty dull too. Yeah. Land, house and land packages. Yeah, Man. unless you're into that. But I mean, as an artist, you'll never own a home. It's not particularly <laughs> Jess interesting. Just an artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that issue. That was Ruse, we're sucking you in. <laughs> she did it, we caught it, wrap it up. Oh. We got it. Well, it is time to wrap it up. Uh, thank you oh. so much for joining me. In the hey, library. Th- thanks so much for having us in your library. It's our library. And our, our library. Right, we'll never own a home, but we will own a library. Yes. All of those books are real. Yes. Yes, but the, that is it for the Hollywood sign. If you want to hear more from us, this is a spin-off from our podcast, Do Go On, which has over 200 episodes. We've covered other classic Hollywood topics like Marilyn Monroe, the drowning of Natalie Wood, the Black Dahlia murder, and who could forget the life of Hugh Hefner. Subscribe for free on your favourite podcast app and be sure to subscribe to this channel to check out our other episodes. I reckon he nailed it. Well done, Dave. Thank you. Dave, 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 Dave's a loser. (laughs) Ha ha!